Welcome, everyone, to the Rabbit Tree Center Homestead Podcast, where we'll discuss all facets of running and operating a rabbit tree. This podcast is intended to be your go-to source of information as we answer all your rabbit tree questions and more. And now, from Bath, Michigan, your host, Bobby Jimenez. All right, we're back. He's back. Podcast and Rusty's back. Number podcast s- number seven? Number seven. Doing it. We're doing it. 30... But yeah, back to talk about the rest, part two. Let's get ready to rub it. <laughs> of, uh, of the breeding. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's wrap it out. Uh, so we we left off last time with uh, nesting boxes and turning the nesting box over once they got that big. Okay. And uh, when do we remove the nesting box? Okay. So like two weeks, you're turning it. In three weeks, you're going to remove it in the summertime. They don't need it anymore. They're big enough. They're coming and going as they put. Sometimes I put in a, a little hide box, a little junior hide box as early as like four weeks. Now mama will jump on the hide box and it kind of helps her because those kits will drive mom nuts, you know, trying to nurse constantly and she'll, she could even stomp them, you know, trying to get away. That little junior, that little hide box that I think I make out of like a one by 12, um, some cedar one by 12. It's really lightweight. She can jump on top of that and lay down and they can't get to her. But so three weeks we're removing the the nesting box. And then in the winter time, I'll leave it in there an extra week because it's so cold. You can see them clustering more. They're hunkering in there and they do well, but they still need a place to, to cluster together. Right. And at four weeks in the winter time, I'll remove the nesting box. How long before you can rebreed the mama? Good question. Okay. So the, the kits are growing out. You've removed the nesting box at three weeks, four weeks in the kits are, you know, probably a little, maybe softball size at that point. Super cute. Yeah. It's just fun time. At that point, you're going to want to remove mama. Now it, it depends on you. What are your goals? I mean, do you want to get, you know, four to five litters a year? These rabbits are made to produce. And if you weren't in the picture, they would be reproducing. They would be finding another rabbit to breed with. So don't feel as if, you know, I mean, these rabbits are going to have premium breeding abilities for two to three years. Then they're going to be, they're going to start to decline. So there is a time limit here. So I recommend getting the most out of your rabbits, breeding, rebreeding at four weeks, so when those kits are four weeks old, you'll remove mama to a buck of your choice and rebreed her. Now, when the kits are running around like that, you got a really good chance at, at her lifting. Some rabbits are more stubborn than others. The stubborn rabbits, you may see the stubborn behavior again. They sometimes grow out of it. But in most cases, they're going to be very receptive. 30 minutes with that buck, return her to the cage. Usually after the breeding... She'll run in the hide box or jump on the hide box. And she's kind of like, you know, a little upset. I'll always give her a treat. I'll always give her, you know, she's not, she's not mad because she was bred. She's mad because the buck was rough and probably bitter like three, four times. So she wants to make sure that she's, you know, away from the buck. And it's only a matter of minutes. She's already eating the greens that I'll always give them a treat. And what, what do so, you give them? Like dandelion plantain, 
clover, just something from the yard, something tasty, maybe some willow to chew on, something tasty though. You know, clover is really something really good, palatable for him. Uh, but at four weeks, I will return mama and I'll continue to grow out those rabbits. And it'll, it'll start to get packed in there. When do you separate or wean the babies from mama? So it's only a couple more weeks because in four weeks, she's going to be, she's going to need to re because you're still doing those same things. Like we talked about as far as breeding, like remember, keep her on the same schedule. You're still removing her eight to 10 hours later and rebreeding with that buck. So you're still, as she's, as she's developing her, her uh, kits, you're still breeding her on that regular schedule. And just, she goes back in the cage, goes back to being mama again. Right. Because I keep them all on a schedule and I, and I write all this down. Well, actually it shoots out these dates, rebreeding date, rekindling date. I mean, all, all this stuff is on that, that kindling calendar, or you can use a wall map, a dry erase board wall map to start. Um, this is actually going to cost more than the kindling calendar, but I actually have both because you can use the wall calendar for appointments, chores, side projects, family stuff, games, all that thing, all those sorts of things. And we'll talk about that today on our product, but yeah, it's important that you still remove, like we talked about, we you remove five days later just to prevent false litters, keep them on that breeding schedule. But when their kits are six weeks old, that's when I will start to remove a few to, to a separate cage. If you have enough, why just a few, a rabbit could be irritated from her drying from, from her, the kits. If you were to remove all the kits at once, she needs to dry up gradually and nursing naturally with the kits. They're going to start to nurse less. She's going to start to dry up as early as four weeks, but even just cutting off completely like that isn't recommended. So you want to gradually, you know, stop and she wants to. So would you take like some of the larger kits and leave some of the smaller kits in? Absolutely. Yep. Take some of the bigger ones, the healthy ones that are going to be just fine. They're already probably nursing very little if if not. And they're already inoculated to pellet and water. They're going to be on pellet, water, hay, oats. And when I remove them, I already start to put them on a half a cup per rabbit. I'm no longer topping off their feed, you know? Yeah. I guess I'd say I could maybe give them a little bit more and tell they're about 11, 12 weeks. That's when I stop completely. And now they're on the same diet every adult rabbit is. Maybe a little bit more than the adults. Adults needs less. But but yeah, you know, no more open feeding because you want to start training. You know, I, I try to look at my rabbits like Olympians. You know, I want them to be in perfect shape, the best shape I can. So at six, seven weeks, you're going to start the weaning process and that's you're removing a couple, two, three a day, maybe even as much as four, depending on how big the litter is. And after five days, the entire litter has been removed. Now, if you're limited on cage space, you can always move the bucks out and keep the does with mama. But again, at four weeks, she has to be in her own cage. So she can, you can put the nesting box in, she can start to prepare for her litter. At six or seven weeks, she'll have this look on her face, like, get me out of here. <laughs> I, I really could use my own cage right now. Like most moms look after having a newborn. 
Yeah, just totally exhausted. <laughs> I know my wife. Yeah, has that look on her face right yeah. now. So I guess actually you you already touched on when when to remove the mama and and have her next litter. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? So yeah, so basically, um, at six to seven weeks, it's seven weeks. It's concluded, and mama should be in her her own cage, preparing for her next litter. And you know, at that point too. You don't want to let it go. Some folks will go as like as long as nine, 10 weeks. That's just not necessary. You know, it, it's important to have a good amount of time where the, the kids can nurse. So it, it helps with their immune system, healthy immune system. These, these rabbits will be very strong. You know, some folks will even wean earlier to get seven litters, you know, even more out of these rabbits because they can, you know, they can give them high quality nutri- nutrition, but it's not recommended. I don't recommend you know, just because you can, you know, but I think these rabbits are so much stronger if they're able to have at least six weeks with mama nursing, slowly, gradually getting on the pellet, getting on the greens, whatever you're feeding. And then you separate them just like I wouldn't recommend feeding or I'm sorry, selling rabbits before they're, you know, eight weeks old, even though you can do it, it's important when you wean them to give them like a week to adjust just to make everything's going to be, you know, they're a hundred percent because weaning them, selling them, moving them. That's too much. It's a lot of stress. A ras- Yeah. A rabbit's going <laughs> to harass. A, a rabbit is going to be stressed. And what are some ways that you can try to calm that stress down? What, I mean, just like the, the ways you know, we like when about. you get it, when you get a new puppy, uh, you put like a warm water bottle in the, in the box with it or, uh, clock wrapped around a yeah. towel or whatever. Well, I mean, as far as like a sense of security, I mean, really you just need a healthy rabbit and it starts with like what we talked about, good immune system with, from their mama, you know, gradually letting them get, you know, starting on pellet and everything. And then once they're healthy and they're weaned and there's a good period of time where they're not stressed out, where they've been adjusted for a week, then they can be sold at least, uh, then they can be sold and, I always recommend to the customers, especially if they're going to be, a, you know, in a, in a situation where there's other house pets that they slowly get introduced. They're, they're put in an area where it's quiet so they can get used to the new sounds, the new smells, all that, because that's the sort of thing that can really, you know, stress a rabbit out. So that's a big day for a rabbit when they leave the cage and, you know, get in the travel box or crate and make their way home. So some folks have a hard time selling rabbits, you know, they just can't, they can't trust people. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you do have to give folks the opportunity to, to fail or succeed with their rabbit. So how long do you draw the rabbit out for? I mean, grow them out. Yeah. I get, you know, that's really depends on, you know, I just talked to somebody the other day, they had their rabbits at six months, you know, they were, they were processing their rabbits at six months and some folks, you know, of course, this only pertains to folks running a production. I mean, if, if you're, if you got rabbits for pets, you may never, you may grow them out for years, you know, and some folks actually even have meat productions. And once their, their breeders are done, they'll either sell them as pets or they'll take them in as pets or they'll create like a colony for them or something. It just really depends on the person. You know, you, you can grow out your rabbits in tractors. You can grow out your rabbits, you know, for fryers. You can grow out your rabbits for roasters. You know, roasters are actually very popular in Europe. Did you say tractors? Tractors are, 
are um, just like I can't remember. They also call them something else, but tractors are basically like jeeps, but you use them to plow with. No, imagine like a uh, a cage missing a bottom. Imagine a big cage, like eight feet by eight feet, two feet tall. Oh, and you just drag it around the yard to a different spot. Yeah, I've seen people do that with chickens. Yep, yep, chicken tractors, just just like that. So you're dragging this thing around, and this is awesome. We talk about the cycle. So you're fertilizing the ground. And what's in a lot of rabbit manure? Seeds. And you're dropping all these little seeds with nitrogen and phosphorus. And you're basically fertilizing your property as you're moving this tractor every day or two. Also, you want to move it every day because they may dig out. You know, they can dig out. Predators can dig in. It's amazing how you can start to notice it's greener and all there's these new plants are growing. Yeah. And the rabbits well, it's are difficult for people that don't have level ground though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even I our property is hilly, you know, yeah. just from the back, just going to the back. So you'd have to like nail those down or whatever. And, uh, yeah. You'd have to find Depends some. on how big they are. Yeah. Some folks have wheels, you know, so it's kind of like they turn it into just one big giant wheelbarrow. So, but you can grow them out in tractors. You can grow them out um, for a certain time. A lot of folks grow them out to hit a certain weight. So, and then they'll record like how old they were. You know, I, I often think about that and I, I recommend to folks, you know, it's so important to, to pick a time. So you're processing fryers, you know, and I don't know, that's just me. I mean, I just, I can't speak for everybody, but I enjoy the tender meat. It's not as, and then you, of course you age it correctly and we can talk all about that on the processing podcast, but you want to make sure this is really tasty yeah. and easy to eat, especially if you're trying to convince the love, a loved one to fill the freezer with it. Right. Exactly. So I shoot for uh 10 to 11 weeks and, but often folks want more than a couple pounds of meat, two and a half pounds of meat. You know, once you get done processing a New Zealand, it's going to be about five pounds at that time. If you have good grow genetics, which we do over the years, we've gotten better and better. And we look at these rabbits, we look at the litters, we look at the mothers that are producing these litters that grow fast. And then we try to continue our breeding program with those rabbits. We'll try to use those fast grow out genetics. And rather than letting your rabbits grow to 14 weeks in order to hit a certain pound, uh, wait, try to find the biggest rabbits that are at 10, 11 weeks. Okay. That's just the way I, I do it. Yeah. That way you just have tastier stuff. So what do we got today, Gabe? We have the rabbit raising problem solver book. Oh yeah. That's a great book. Dry erase board thing you were talking about. <laughs> so we'll start with the rabbit. Raising. The what? Okay. So today we're going to talk about these two incredible products in at the very beginning of the podcast, we were talking about uh, problem-solving books. And is it Karen Patry? Uh, yeah. Karen Patry, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she wrote a really cool book, and it's kind of like an index book where you can use it whenever you have a problem. And lots of hobbies or, or business um, ha- have this sort of book, Problem Solver. So check it out. I really like it. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, I do own it. And we'll also cover this calendar that you can write with after this product that uh, really is a, a terrific product that will help you with your rabbitry. 
Take it away, Russ. All right. So the title of the book is The Rabbit Raising Problem Solver. Your questions answered about housing, feeding, behavior, healthcare, breeding, and kindling. While, rab- while rabbits are well known for being cute, fuzzy creatures, they can also be very difficult to care for. Whether you're an experienced rabbit farmer or building your first hutch for a pet bunny, the Rabbit Raising Problem Solver has the answers to all of your most pressing questions in handy and answer format. Karen Patry expertly addresses every aspect of rabbit care, including housing, feeding, breeding, kindling, health, and behavior. This informative, easy-to-use guide has reliable, humane solutions that will keep your animals healthy and happy. That paperback, book has a, paperback is thirteen seventy nine. That book has a really cool recipe. Get yours today. <laughs> in it for feeding baby rabbits if you were ever in a situation where you had to bottle feed rabbits. So, Okay, so this is the Dry Race Monthly Extra Large Whiteboard Calendar for your wall. 38 inches by 50 inches. Jumbo, laminated, erasable, one-month whiteboard calendar. Huge, oversized, blank, 30-day poster with lines and squares. It's great. $31.99. Get yours today. Yeah, 30 bucks. This thing is huge. What would you say? It was like five foot by four foot or something? 30 by 50. Yeah, 30 by 50. 38 by 50. Okay, so yeah, nearly four feet by five feet. And... uh, I guess it's four feet by four feet, but thing is huge. It takes up my entire wall and I put everything on there. It's all dry erase. So you can just clean it up and do it all again. I guess the only bad part is you got to rewrite those numbers <laughs> in the squares, but what a cool tool. So you already talked about processing with tender for tender meat. Yeah. So 10 to 11 weeks is pretty much my target because it, you're just going to get really tasty rabbits. Not to mention also, I mean, when you're, when you're dispatching a rabbit, there's several different ways to dispatch your rabbit. And of course, you know, this goes out to those folks that are in most cases, especially the folks that, you know, watch my YouTube channel, they are homesteading, they're living self-sustainable lives. They're, they're raising meat for chemical free for their family. And they're not really selling rabbits as much. They're not really going to shows as much and they're just putting quality uh, food on the table. Yeah. Trying to be self-sustaining. So that's why I recommend, you know, 10 to 11 weeks. Often folks will grow out their rabbit, you know, four or five months for one, because they keep putting up dispatching the rabbit, but they'll notice when they do that, when you go to dispatch a rabbit, say you're breaking the brain stem, the, the you know, the dislocating the neck, that's a lot harder to do on a mature rabbit, which is five to six months. And I just spoke to a gentleman about this. He was trying to use uh, a method where you would have to do that and it's difficult. And I explained to him, you know, this is the reason why we dispatch when we do, because it's easier, it's quicker and easier. And just take that into account. I wanted to share that with everybody. You know, don't try not to put that off because you're going to notice that the job is so much easier when the rabbit is a fryer. And if you want one rabbit, you know, maybe just have more litters, more run two does instead of one doe. And, you know, you can, you can put a hundred rabbits on the plate a year running two does. Yeah. And what, what do you recommend as far as the best way to, to package those? Should you quarter them before you package them or should you thaw it out and then quarter it or? Yeah. Years ago, I used to use a, just freezer Ziploc bags and I would take the whole rabbit. I would, I would fill up the, cause I didn't have a vacuum food saver. I would just fill up the sink like three quarters of the way full 
and you drop the the meat in the bag in, you, you ziplock it almost 90% and all the air will get pushed out. That's how you can have like, you know, a cheap man's version of a vacuum sealer. But eventually, I think it was Rach's folks that finally bought me a vacuum food saver. This is, I mean, this is a long time ago and that thing is incredible. So it doesn't matter if you're throwing the whole rabbit in, quartering it, um, putting it into sections. I'll get into that in a second, but a vacuum sealer is the way to go. I mean, it's going to, your meat's going to stay crystal free. You know, you're not going to get those freezer burn and there's several different ways to do it. A lot of people will take the rabbit and curl it up into the chest cavity. And then you have this big ball and that'll fill your freezer up so fast. Some folks will quarter it. I used to quarter it, you know, religiously, every rabbit I used to quarter, but then, you know, Rach just mentioned one day that, well, I wish it was this way, which all the hind legs were together. All the back straps were together. All the front quarters were together. And I noticed that the hind quarters were like chicken breasts. So you put four of them, you put two rabbits in there. It's just like four chicken breasts. You put all the front quarters. It's just like, I mean, put four or five of them in there. It's just like a bunch of chicken wings. Yeah. Perfect for game day. The back straps are the same thing. You put four or five rabbits in a pack. It's a bunch of chicken strips, but this isn't the chicken that's in the store. That's bleached and filled with chemicals and it's chemical free, high quality white meat, just like chicken. Yep. But it's, it's easy to raise. And it's like you're, you're doing this and it's quiet and it's clean and it's such a game changer. So when do you get to the point of selling them? Well, I guess I, that's why I said you're, you're breeding these rabbits and you're, you're getting used to it. And then you're ready to sell some rabbits because that's kind of a lot in the beginning because you're just trying to figure out how much it costs where to put everything, how to operate it. And then you have to start trying to sell. And most folks just get on Craigslist because they don't want to invest in a lot at first. And there's a lot of people selling stuff on Craigslist, but Craigslist has some problems because there's a lot of AI. So as soon as you start selling stuff, and I know a lot of people know exactly what I'm talking about. As soon as you try to sell something on Craigslist, you get all these fraudulent texts and, and emails and you know all these robots are trying to and some of them are so good that you think you're talking to a person and all of a sudden you're, you know, these, there's these different scams of like take yeah. a check and somebody and my girlfriend stopping yeah. by and all this a Google password. Yeah. It's just, and it's such a headache. What the Google password is and- so folks now are selling a lot of stuff on marketplace, Facebook marketplace, but you can't sell animals or livestock on Facebook because they, they have an animal policy. So, you know, we don't sell only well, animals can sell animals. I don't know. That's a good question. I guess of the animal. Anyways, <laughs> I recommend picking some sort of social media platform that doesn't have animal policies or, you know, you can get on Facebook and just, you know, put your rabbits on there and say what's available, but leave out the words sell, leave out the words buy, animal, livestock, rabbit, all that. I would just be careful. But when you're ready, to get serious and start selling rabbits and, and sell a lot, you should have your reservations on a website. I just recommend, you know, getting some sort of website. There's lots of platforms out there where you can build a website easily. There's lots of people that How know. much investment does it take to build a website? Well, that's what's cool. Websites, there's so many platforms that are free. You know, I mean, you can start a lot of these websites 
you know, Squarespace, um, there's other free platforms and plus there's trial memberships. That where one you can sounds really fun. WordPress. Squareface. I, I personally use GoDaddy. There's a lot of different places to use, but w- WordPress has developed for people that don't know a lot about code. And that's what's so cool these days. You don't have to know how to write code anymore because there's programs that will write it for you. Yeah. So you can build these websites and just attach these codes. And then all of a sudden your page is there. You just have to fill in some pictures and some titles, but that's a, that's a website in itself. I'm sorry, website. That's a podcast in itself. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do a podcast on websites and we have a video on that, like how to sell rabbits. You know, I go into all the marketing and everything and, and again, there's more on our course. You know, we walk you right through it and we walk, we tell you how to start a YouTube. We'd show you how to be effective. It does. There's a lot of things that folks just aren't doing. And what are those? Well, marketing, you know, for one, I mean, folks aren't going to be able to buy your rabbits if they don't know you have them. And then, you know, often folks don't want to spend a dollar and, you know, it's hard for people to realize that if you spend money, you'll make money. You're investing, you're taking a chance. But this does take up some of your time though. I mean, when you get to the point of actually deciding that you're going to sell rabbits, I mean, versus just homesteading and, and raising them for your own family sustenance. That takes time out of your own schedule, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, how do you how do you uh, maneuver that as a family man? If, first and foremost, you know, you, you've got to have an awesome person with you. You know, you got to if it's you have to ex- be able to explain to that person like, hey, this is pa- I'm passionate about this. This is important to me, and I want to make sure that's okay because I want to spend a little bit of time in the morning doing this. I want to spend a little bit of time in the evening doing this. And if you have that security, if you have someone there for you that will allow you to do that, that it really only takes other than like chores on the weekend or like, you know, just projects and things. It really only takes about 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening. You know, just like last night, we, we all fed the rabbits really quick. You know, what did that take? Five minutes? You know, that was, and we didn't even, we could have went into the runs. We could have raked some stuff out. We could have cleaned up the hay like you and Scott did that one day. Yeah. Um, all the manure and things. Those are different projects. Those Gosh, are like, that was fun. It's like, a, thank you for doing that again. <laughs> that was a big day. That was right after my arm surgery. Yeah. That was like five months ago. Well, yeah, you needed some help that day. That was cool. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, I guess the main question was, how do you maneuver, um, the way the voicemails of the customers calling, scheduling those pickups, yeah. scheduling that time to be the, to do that face to face. Yeah. Well, it's important that you put on your website, you know, that it's, it's not like a, um, at, you know, 24 hours show up and pick up a rabbit. You know, it's like, these are appointments only and you still are a small business, family run small business. And if folks understand that, and they're going to know because they're going to be searching for rabbits. They're not easy to find because litters are here today, gone tomorrow. So, and they're probably going to have several reservations. They're probably going to contact other people. So know that even when you've contacted somebody, if you don't build your own website to build you a website, and then you have a reservation program on there where folks can, you know, get on the website and make a reservation, you'll have a page dedicated to selling rabbits under your products and services. They're just going to leave their name and number and email. Do most of your customers just come and buy it right away or 
do they come and visit and look at them and go home and decide? So when I'm ready, when the litters are ready, you know, it's, so it's important that the website's up and running and taking reservations all the time. They need to know that they're going to, they're going to have to wait. So on the page, it says, you know, it may take anywhere from two weeks to eight weeks, depending on if you're going to get a pet rabbit, then we probably have some surplus of bucks waiting for, to be sold as pets. Those get sold faster. So it's, it's really depends on the condition, but as long as the website's set up and it shows folks that we will call you when we have litters, expect a call from this number. So they, they know that, you know, why hasn't he called me? So that answer has been, you know, that question has been answered. Also, you'll have an email. Folks will reach out from time to time. So it's important to check your email every day, just so you can try to let people know it. Yes, we're going to contact you as soon as we have rabbits available. We sell rabbits in the order that we take reservations or in the order that our reservations are, are taken, however you want to word it. And so once the rabbits are ready, you'll go to your reservation page. And you'll start going to the person that has the oldest, you know, you try to sell them in the order that they're, they're taken and see some folks are waiting on the reservation list for a specific thing. So if you don't have that, then move on to the next reservation. Sometimes you'll have folks on there for months because they're waiting for this, you know, rabbit with blue eyes or something. So go to the next person that where you have that available, contact them. Sometimes you'll see they're not looking for rabbits anymore or maybe, maybe they changed their mind. Maybe they got their rabbits already say, I'm so glad you got your rabbits and move on to the next person and delete that reservation. So you can kind of clear out your, your window right. and that's how you do it until eventually you fill up your calendar. And that's a terrific way where you're the, the, because they're able to get on there and look and see where they're at on the list. The list is going down. They're getting closer. You're cleaning up your reservation list. And again, what's the most important is you're, legitimately selling these, these rabbits in the order that the reservations are taken. And that's how, that's how you sell the rabbits. But it's just so important that you need to set that up when you're ready and you're, you know, serious about selling because folks make reservations, they reach out and they get things organized and they're not even, they may not even reach out when your rabbits are available. And it'll get to the point where, you know, it's four or five months and now you're selling a mature rabbit which isn't as adorable. It's a little bit challenging. Plus it's past fryer. Now you have a roaster. It's a, you know, it's geez, probably nearly 10 pounds of meat, but it's a roaster. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what, what kind of operation you want to run. And, and everybody has a different one and that's okay. You know, that's why I liked talking to people about their operation because some folks have really good ideas and they're like, well, this is why I do it this way. You know, so maybe they don't process as much and they have, you know, less rabbits, but they're bigger rabbits and they're still hitting a certain poundage or something. But that's, that's the way I sell rabbits. Well, thanks so much for that. That was our breeding episode. Hopefully we answered a lot of your questions. If you guys have any more questions, be sure to reach out to the rabbitry center podcast at gmail.com. Again, those products we talked about, you can find on the rabbitry center.com in our storefront, go click on uh, rabbitry books and you'll find a, a, some really good ones in there. Yeah, that's fantastic. You're fantastic. And we're ready we're ready for podcast number eight that's coming nice. next week. Ocho. Ocho. All right. Let's do it. All right. See you next time. Yeah. And we'll be ready to rabbit. <laughs> <laughs>